welcome Hoosier fans to a disappointed episode of the Assembly Call today as your Indiana Hoosiers fall to the Texas Longhorns by the score of 66 to six uh, to 44. Um, boy, this game got out of hand early um, and quick uh, with a total lack of any semblance of offense by the Indiana Hoosiers. Um, it was uh, a combination of bad shooting, bad decision making. Um, Bad play from veterans and uh, typical, uh, as expected at sometimes, real shaky performances from the depth uh, that comes from our freshmen. Uh, but Texas came out and really uh, showed their athleticism and their pressure defense in taking some of the initial actions for Indiana away, and uh, the Hoosiers never responded. They, they never responded on the court, and they never responded from uh, from the bench either in, in, in getting some sets or some uh, offense uh, in, in order to compete in the game. They, if there is a small victory, uh, the, the defensive effort probably was good enough to win a game uh, and win a game against Texas, although at some point in the second half, uh, I, I thought even that, that uh, effort on uh, the defensive end um, kind of uh, faltered. So uh, I'm your host, the coach, Brian Tonsoni. I'm here with Chat Mob, Chad Schwartzkopf, and uh, a real quick rant as needed uh, by, by Ryan Phillips. We'll break it down for you on this edition of the Assembly Call IU postgame show. And let's start the show the way we start every show, and that is with our, our banner moment. And uh, I, I guess I'm at a loss for, for a banner moment in a performance uh, like this, to, to be honest with you. But I, I'm going to make this a stretch and, and say that I thought Christian Lander's defensive effort was better, and I think it's obvious that he's got to get better defensively in order to have uh, more more minutes. and And I think maybe a game like this in the second half of the season, uh, a more downhill, athletic uh, guard, as Jared mentioned last year, not or last night, not just a prober, uh, might be some of the response that IU could have for for a defensive. Um, you know, attack like the Texas Longhorns. So I, I was really impressed when I saw him in his stance, his closeouts, his fight. Uh, still a lot to to happen uh, on the positive side defensively for Christian Lander uh, in order to to be a, a major contributor. But in a night where there were uh, not not a whole lot of positives, uh, I'm going to focus on uh, some developmental things as a coach that I think you can build on uh, for uh, going forward. Our banner moment uh, today, as always, is brought to you by our friends at Homefield Apparel, now in their fourth season sponsoring the assembly call. With Christmas right around the corner, you need to make your way over to their website, homefieldapparel.com. They have something unique for everyone on your shopping list, especially IU fans, and all of their apparel is printed on the softest, most comfortable materials you'll find anywhere. Want a few suggestions? Here are the items I personally, I personally purchased and wear regularly. The assembly call. A sweatshirt. Uh, I wear a couple T-shirts. The old logo, uh, State of Indiana, with the block eye, is pretty good. And of course, the bison hoodie. You can always save on your home field order by using the promo code Assembly20 at checkout. It'll give you 20% off your entire order throughout the year. Just don't hesitate. Get your orders in soon to ensure you receive them by Christmas. Go to homefieldapparel.com, load up your shopping cart, and enter Assembly20 at checkout to get 20% off. That's homefieldapparel.com. Okay, now it's time to move the ball, find an open man, and get some opening thoughts from the rest of our team. And, and we got a quick uh, visit here from Ryan. Uh, Ryan, your rant on today's uh, in, in disappointing loss. Let's put it this way. I wasn't supposed to be on the show today, but I am because of this. Um, we'll just put this out there, get right down to it real quick. 
you're in your fourth year as the coach of a program. You cannot go on national television against an okay opponent and lose by 22 the way Indiana. It's not just losing the game. It's the way Indiana lost. They shot 23.9% from the field. They were out-rebounded 48-29, to turned the ball over 14 times. And here's a fun stat for you. Texas had 22 fast-break points today, the second-highest total in, in two-plus years for Shaka Smart's team. 22. That's not getting back on defense. That's not hustling. That's not paying attention. And, you know, you lost the game by 22 points, and you gave up 22 fast-break points. Trace Jackson Davis did not show up in the first half. He got smacked around by players who are inferior to his talent level. I'm sorry, but Trace Jackson Davis, the Trace Jackson Davis we've seen the last two games is not an NBA draft pick. He can go to the, he can jump, but he's not getting picked if he plays like that. Soft around the rim, five of 12 from the field. And a couple of those were late when it was, when, when Texas had taken their best players, its best players off the, the court. Uh, to finish only a 40-minute game only making 11 field goals is just utterly insane. The shooting still isn't there. We were told we're better at shooting, we're better at shooting. Two of 10 from three. They weren't great yesterday. It, it, this is the same problems Indiana has had for years, showed up again today, and are consistent systemic problems. I know we've joked about Shot Doctor and all that stuff with, about you know on this show, and it's been fun and funny, and we've had a good time with it. But the base point is that Archie Miller, for years, we have been begging him to hire some kind of shooting dedicated coach, whether it's a down-the-bench assistant or what. Somebody who knows how to teach guys how to shoot who can develop shooters. They still have not developed any shooters. And, and Al Durham looks a has looked a little bit better. But other than that, who on this team do you have confidence in stepping into a three-pointer? You have to make three-pointers in modern basketball, especially if you get down. And today, they only shot 10 despite being down 20 for what felt like most of the second half. It's a disaster. There is no positive silver lining. I know you tried, Coach. I appreciate your effort on the banner moment. But there is no silver lining to this. This was an abject disaster on a, in a big opportunity for Indiana to pick up a non-conference win against a top-25 team they did not show up. There's no excuse for that, and there's no sugarcoating that. They may come out tomorrow be completely different and play better, but do you have any confidence moving forward, given what we've seen the last three years, that every game they're going to show up with intensity and effort? I don't, and, and I, I don't know why. I don't know what the disconnect is. I like Archie Miller. I've defended Archie Miller. I think Archie Miller has the ability to be a good coach. Whatever's going on at Indiana has not changed and has not gotten better. This is the year he's supposed to have all his guys. He's supposed to have the kind of roster he wants and the kind of players he wants. And they got blown off the floor by a decent team. Texas is like the sixth best team, maybe seventh best team Indiana's going to face this year. And they got absolutely annihilated by them. What's going to happen when you face Michigan State or Iowa or Wisconsin or any of those other top-rated Big Ten teams? This, there's, there's again, no sugar. If I told you yesterday Texas would shoot 38% from the field, 28% from three, and only take 19 free throws, you'd think Indiana would come out and win. I mean, you would not get blown out and not even be in the game in the second half. 
Something's got to change. It's on Archie Miller and his staff to change it because you know what? I'm done blaming players. You can't blame players when it's a systemic problem shooting the ball, when it's a systemic problem of a flat offense coming out often. Uh, I'm sorry. I just can't get into that. These guys played an athletic team with length and completely wilted and basically early on decided they weren't going to play and they didn't have a chance. That's unacceptable at Indiana. It just is. You want that? You go to a Mac school or or a or a you know CAA school. Go coach there. You cannot do that in the Big Ten. And and, and go coach there. Go play there. Whatever. That's not acceptable in the Big Ten. It's not acceptable in Indiana. We have a standard that has fallen by the wayside over the years. It we need and and the whole point has been to try and get back there. This is not the way to do that. I'm done. I'm out. I good luck with the show, guys. I am not envious of you having to do it, uh, but that that was a disaster, and it's completely unacceptable, especially in the fourth year of a regime. And Archie Miller, he's a smart guy. I think he's a talented coach. He's got to get it figured out now. <laughs> Ryan, we thank you for taking time out of your work. <laughs> I'm and out. That, that's why we have it. All right, I got to get out of here, folks. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so. Uh, Ryan's rant much needed uh, today. There's a lot that I agree with. There's also some points um, uh, that that I'll make afterwards where um, there's a little bit of disagreement from from my vantage point. But there really isn't much to sugarcoat tonight, uh, Chad. Your your initial thoughts here as we start the show. Like a like a fart in the wind, there goes uh, Ryan. But uh, the smell lingers on. Um, it's just uh, it's aggravating. It's aggravating because I mean I I thought at halftime I I was hopeful at halftime. I saw, uh, I was thinking despite, despite was, was the word in my head at halftime, despite IU missing all these bunnies, all these easy layups and over dribbling on offense and not being aggressive. I felt like we were still in it because our defense was there. I was like, surely we can come around. Surely we can start making some of these, these, these shots at halftime. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis is going to get fired up. Uh, maybe Trey Galloway is going to go around and, and, and aggressively bump chests with all the players at, at halftime. And, and uh, we're going to come with fire. We're going to come with some of that aggression that we saw and we loved yesterday. And it started to for a little bit. I mean, if, if you look at the, what the score was matching wise, at least on the half, we were hanging there for a little bit. But then they just took off again. We fell flat again. Um, I kept looking in the notes that I kept taking. And eventually, sadly, in games like these, I just stopped taking notes. Um, at too. nine minutes, I, yeah. I, at nine minutes, There's I said, "No reason to keep going." No, no. But at nine minutes, I at least have a note that says, "Is is Al taking over?" He drives to the basket, uh, and IU was da- uh, was down. Uh, it's just there's lots of lots of little moments like that in my notes where I just is this the moment? Is this the turning point? And then we fall flat. Trace Jackson Davis finally takes a hard drive to the basketball and finishes through contract contact, something he didn't do all night and draws, uh, draws the foul, makes the basket and makes it. And then uh, I think we turn around and the next possession after that, Armand Franklin makes a three pointer. So I, was, I have big caps letters in my notes, turning point from there. And then, uh, the next, the, my next and final note of the game was at the 1130 mark, a block shot by race, uh, on, on a three and then a run out by trace, uh, to dunk it on the other end. And then I had question mark there turning point. It was 46 to 31 at that point, still relatively within hands, plenty of time on the, on the clock, uh, plenty of time to surge from there. And they didn't fell flat after that. I just, 
it's frustrating. I think a lot of it maybe has game plan. Um, a lot of it too, to me was missed bunnies, easy shots that right there at the rim that just rolled off. Um, some of the hot shot selection I think was questionable, but, um, again, just missed shots, missed, missed shots. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to rant too long and take all the talking points. Cause we at least want to have some decent now stuff we to talk about hour. throughout it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just, yeah. <laughs> all right. So you, you bring up some good points and a lot, a lot of stuff that we, we need to talk about. And so I'm going to be here today to, to not sugarcoat this. This was bad. This was ugly. Everyone's responsible for, for this. This brings up a lot of fears, uh, that we thought last night might've changed, but I'm also, uh, as a coach and as an educator here to try to make sure we keep some semblance of calm, uh, and the ship hasn't sunk. Uh, you know, these tournaments are, are, um, somebody wins them and somebody loses them. And, and some teams play well and some teams don't. Uh, from a bracketology standpoint, I, I, losses in games two and three, we kind of you know, discount because you, you don't – even in a tournament, you have a, a one-day or a 48-hour turnaround to scout and practice and go through a walkthrough. A 24-hour turnaround sometimes can be a little different. Uh, but, but I'm going to try to uh, share with our listeners a coaching view – and I'll let you be the fan uh, of the day and a coaching view of what a coach does after this because the coach is just uh, absolutely ticked at the performance, probably absolutely ticked at some of the, the, the decisions that, that he made, substitution calls, all of that thing. When something goes bad like this, man, it hurts. Uh, and, and it hurts bad when you're inside the program. And the bottom line is the players don't quit and the coaching staff doesn't quit. Uh, you go back to work tonight and you get the film ready and you, and you play North Carolina or, or, or you, you play Stanford tomorrow and you, you've got to try to find a way to be better. And that's the job of a coach and that's the job of the player. You got to understand what happened here. But, but my main point, and, and I'll throw this back to you, uh, from a coaching standpoint, um, it's a real struggle when you design stuff for your, your All-American supposedly player, your All-Big Ten potential Big Ten player of the year. And uh, at halftime, he's two of seven uh, and not really playing. It, and, and I am not an excuse maker, but it almost looked like he was not 100%. Um, or he was just – that there was something about him that wasn't normal. Um, there, there's something that's been off with him this whole tournament. His, yeah. his emotion isn't there. I don't know if his energy level's not there. His his face is showing how uh, how flat his body looks. Yeah, and, and very we've, telling. Just, we've just seen a TJD that's a whole lot different. And um, so, one, when your best player has an off night, and, and I'm sorry, I know he had 17 points, um, but he got about six of those late. He was not dominant when Indiana needed Trace Jackson Davis to be dominant. And that's when the other players, your best players got to play well. I mean, if Luca Garza does not score for Iowa, they're going to be in trouble. Um, mm-hmm. If Ayu Desumu doesn't have a good game, Illinois is going to be in trouble. So uh, while I agree with Ryan that this has been four years of this and, and Archie needs to win and get it fixed now, um, your best player who's demonstrated that he can play better did not play well. At all. Um, not securing rebounds, uh, getting balls tapped out from him uh, that led to threes. There were 11 points on non-secured rebounds, and some of those were his. Um, and then just avoiding contact. If you're if you're that good a player, you go through people and get fouled and go to the foul line 20 times. Um, you know, now uh, a positive of his play, he was 7-9 from the free throw line. And you got it. You got, as mad as we all are, 
you got to find some positives. And and he did hit seven and nine, but he probably should have gone to the foul line fifteen or sixteen times tonight if he was uh, going going uh, direction. You're, you're that, and I thought um, I thought Rob Finnessy had a bad game, and, and there's really you know he didn't have a turnover, but he only had one assist and and, and didn't take a three. Uh, I thought the two best players that we have to rely on is our point guard to get us into offense and our post player to throw the ball into and score, and they had subpar games. And um, maybe that's on the coach for not calling the right plays or everything, but it looked like we ran the same plays that we did yesterday. Um, Those guys just didn't have a good game, and and I trust them to be back. And so those of you who want to be positive, I trust Fennessey and Trace Jackson Davis to be back. So I don't think this is the type of game we're going to see the rest of the year. Uh, as disappointing as it was, but there's not a program alive. If you take your number one and number two, uh, if you count Fennessey as two, maybe you count Al Durham as a number two person there. Um, but your number one and two players uh, have subpar performances or at least just meh performances, you're not going to play well. Now, we didn't just not play well. This offense was horrible. So your thoughts on those two guys' performance uh, today? Well, you, you pointed out something there uh Nailed it. I mean, it, it was a it was something that we complained about yesterday on the post game show about Rob Fennessy is that he is possibly our second. Well, not possibly, he is our second best three point shooter. And the past two games, he did not take a single three point shot. What's going on with that? That doesn't make any sense. You, he needs to at least have three or four every game. He's he's looking to give it up too often, and especially in a game like this where the offense can't get going at all, you need your lead point guard to say, I'm going to get some points then myself. I'm going to take it upon myself to get some points and take those threes. I don't know if maybe if you read into it, that's uh, you're, you're talking there about someone that maybe isn't fully confident about his three-point shooting to not want to take it. Are the coaches not telling him not to take it? I don't know. I mean, I That'd be a question to you, coach, to, to, to think. I mean, do you think he is he has lost confidence in his shot? Do you think the game plan is not to allow him to have those shots? Or do you think it's just a substance of uh the game the game didn't allow him? I don't I don't know. What what well and Al Durham what, didn't get a take a three either. Um you gotta give some credit to Texas, the way they came out and they were up in, in our space and didn't allow us to get some free looks. And they basically said uh, they were going to go – I don't know if I saw a, a huge amounts of double teams. I thought they dug in a little bit from the top, and at times maybe when he put it on the ground, maybe they sent someone in. Um, but they basically said, go ahead, TJD and Race Thompson, go one-on-one against our bigs, which they do have length, and uh, we'll lock up on some of the perimeter guys. And uh, I don't know – of the 10 three-pointers, I don't know how many of them were wide open. You know, the wide open misses really bother me. The the contested misses or the bad shots, then we can fix that by trying to get them to take better shots. But, you know, I think there were four or five wide open shots on yeah. one place. At least that, at least half of them. I mean, in, in that, my mind. That, that's the la- that's the last storyline here of this first segment here is just it is befuddling to me as a fan and as a coach why college players shoot uh, that poorly and and where I do agree with Ryan and I've been pro Archie for a long time is you've had four years and you know shooting's been a problem um if if these guys are you know if you've you know if you've recruited for defense and athleticism that's fine but the name of the game in college basketball is put the ball in the basket and the three-point shot is you know Texas didn't uh shoot that great I, I don't think from three they hit some very timely ones especially after they shot 28% from three, so they're not a great – but they hit seven. 
And they hit seven that were daggers too, like the Geronimo back tap um, at, at the one point when when he got back tapped and they threw it ahead. But that's a wide open three. We, we've got to find a way, whether it's scheme or more repetition. Um, you know, e- equally equally so. Anthony Leal finally gets in there at the end of the game. He's supposed to be this phenomenal three point shooter. I wanted to see a play drawn up to him right yeah. off the bat when he got in there at least again try something that's that is where that is where i blame the coaching staff in a game like this i, I would agree but, with you on scheme uh, where i disagree with ryan is i have yet to find a college coach that hasn't put their guys through thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of shots no, now, yeah. now maybe maybe how you're putting them through shots the development plan is not up to par i will i will agree with that but Archie has not said, hey, you know, I'm not going to shoot during practice or I'm not going to have shooting drills or I'm not going to have individual development. Um, you might say that what he's doing isn't working and that would be OK. But the, but to say that they, they haven't and and these guys have shown that they have good form. So the question then becomes you just got for me, it's you got to step up and, and and knock it down. But the 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 continued shooting. But we didn't shoot well from two. I mean, uh and we, I don't play for, for the Hoosiers. I'm a fan, but they didn't shoot well. And, and today I'm never not going to say 24% is not going to win you games. Um, so the thing that you do as a coaching staff is you go back and you say, did we get good shots? Did we take bad shots? If we're taking bad shots, then maybe I need to call a better game or maybe the players need to have better understanding of what we want in shot selection. If they're missing shots that are good shots, like that missed layup at the end by Armand. And I thought Armand was one of the few guys who was all right tonight. But he drives in, has a clean layup, old-fashioned, off-one-leg layup, and misses it. That, that's, not, that, that's, just, that's just a bad day, you know, when, when that goes. But shooting's got be, to be better. So uh, that'll uh, do it for our first segment coming up uh, here on our, our second segment, our breakdown of Indiana's loss to Texas, uh, 66-44. We'll point out some meaningful moments you might have missed, if there were any meaningful moments, and then we'll go inside the numbers to highlight the uh, most important statistical notes from the game. You're listening to The Assembly Call. Stick with us. Sticky notes, email alerts, a string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. The Mega Millions jackpot is over $250 million. Whew. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player five. Sticky notes, email alerts, a string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. The Mega Millions jackpot is over $250 million. Whew. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player five. Hi, this is A.J. Moye. What's the only thing better than upsetting Duke in the Sweet 16? Celebrating it with friends afterwards. Join Jared, Andy, Ryan, and Coach for the assembly call after every IU basketball game. Go Hoosiers! You're listening to the Assembly Call IU Post Game Show. I'm the coach Brian Tonsoni here with Chat Mob Chad, uh, and we are breaking down today's loss, uh, Indiana's loss to Texas, 66 to 44. And it's time now for the meaningful moment that you that you might have missed. And we're going to get back to some of the struggles uh, for Indiana. But 
But one of the things that, again, as a coach, uh, I'll try to point out, you got to dig down deep and real deep in this game to find some positives. But Indiana was down significant uh, at about the 10-minute mark in the in the second half, and, and Race Thompson takes a charge. And and, and Race had his uh, uh, career game last night and came out and had some struggles, and Texas was really gearing up to stop him and struggled rebounding the ball, struggled shooting. But there, in a, in a loss, he's, he's willing to take a charge. Uh, I appreciated that. Um, then immediately, that was at 9.53, and at 9.34, he, he hustled down and got an offensive rebound, I think got fouled and, and went to the, to the foul line. So, you know, I was watching in the second half more effort um, to see if I thought uh, the effort was there. Uh, was it effort or technique? And, and for the most part, for the first half, uh, maybe first three quarters of the game, I thought it was just uh, execution and technique and effort. A little bit of the effort uh, kind of waned there at the, at the very end. But that, that's something that maybe somebody missed that, that was a positive. Chad, do you have anything – that uh, stood out to you, either positive or negative, that someone might have might have missed. I, I think uh, early on at, at the beginning uh, of the game, I think that Texas got about three or four traveling calls, and that had to do with a lot of the pressure that Indiana was giving them and staying right up in in their grill. And and when they had they had to t- take that extra little step before they started dribbling the ball. Or when they were driving and coming in, they ran into Indiana players and, and had to pick it up and take a couple of steps. So I, I enjoyed to see that aggressiveness show out as as cause of travel. Uh, it's kind of a way you can see the defense working in that sense. Um, but uh, as far as other players, uh, other plays, I mean, I kind of talked about a, a, f- a few of the plays that kind of stood out where I thought IU was going to take over. But tra- uh, Trey Galloway, I think, had some good hustle plays. Uh, overall, he was kind of the one that I think felt the most aggressive on the glass or just moving the most. Probably if you could track uh, the distance traveled, I think he definitely ran the most of, on this team today. But there was one play where he had a great hustle play to uh, uh, get an air ball. The, the one shot by actually Rob Fennessy did shoot a three. Um, they missed that in the stats because I had that actually in my notes. Uh, it was an air ball by, uh, by him. Maybe they thought it was a pass. Why no one didn't call, but uh, Trey Galloway saved that out of bounds and knocked it off the uh, Texas player. So that was that was good to see uh, overall. Um, shifting from these, though, Coach, I have one thing, one topic, one thing you kind of brushed over earlier that I wanted to get your thoughts on. Uh, you mentioned this is just kind of the second, third game of the season for this team, and um, you can put a lot of too much weight on performances in these early, early goings and, and how they are. And it's kind of a battle in my head right now, uh, both kind of wanting to dismiss a bad performance like this as it's the early season. It's been a crazy off season. It, it, it's, we haven't had those cupcake games to kind of figure out lineups and figure each other out and everything. But yet the other side battling, as you're seeing a lot, is saying this is a repeat. This is Groundhog's Day. This is stuff we've seen before. Uh, where do you balance those two different kind of feelings on on a game like this early in the season? Uh, as a fan, I'm worried um, because it is some of the similar things as a coach. Um, you, you know that uh, you just threw out a horrible effort that 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 you couldn't even probably draw this up again offensively. If you do, there's there's really uh, a lot. Um, you know, it's just quick as a fan, we, we were in love with everything last night and you beat a Providence team and, you know, Ed Cooley was embarrassed and, and Ed Cooley's an outstanding coach. And 
You know, no one on the show is asking for, you know, Ed Cooley to be fired uh, because Indiana beat them by 21. Uh, but Ed Cooley's team didn't play as well, and Indiana played well. And that, you had that. You're going to see that in some of these early early games. You, you see um, some upsets happening. San Francisco beating Virginia. You, you, uh, you know, you, you see some play that you might not have had. And again, I'm not making excuses. You, as a coach, you hold this team accountable tonight. You have a film session. You're having that team dinner, and you're letting them have it because it's not acceptable to only score 44 points, and it's not acceptable to play the way they did. And they have to be better technique, and they have to be better execution wise. And then you get into teaching, and that's what coaches do. And he, you know, and, and whether you 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 like a coach or dislike a coach, they're going to be teaching tonight. And you use all the stuff that we're kind of pointing out, and they'll do a much better job of finding all the particulars than we will, especially right after the game when we're kind of heated as fans. But then you go to work, and and hopefully we have a, a much better result um, yesterday. And I think your point about defense was this defensive effort was good enough to win a game against a talented uh, Texas team. Uh, Texas has been as high as what number three in uh, Ken Palm and some preseason rankings had them in the top 10. They have five returning starters and a five-star forward in the Brown guy and uh, a lot of experience and, and you have to play well. Uh, and, and if you don't play well, you're going to get uh, you're going to get smoked by 20 and, and Indiana did not play well, but this is a good Texas team. And, and I would say it's probably the best team in the field. Uh, better than North Carolina right now uh, because of, of their experience. I, I saw Texas beat Purdue at Purdue last year, and um, you know this is a good team. But it's not a great team, but it's a good team. Their athleticism and length gave us uh, a lot of trouble. But something else I, I'll share with uh, our listeners from a coaching standpoint, I thought your point about defense was really good, forcing travels, forcing some loose balls early in the game while we're all struggling about the, the, the 19 points or whatever we scored at halftime. Uh, the defense was pretty solid, and the tags when when someone dribbles uh, at uh, let's say the right elbow of a lane, and the guy guarding the wing slides over and kind of shows and shows their hand and tries to get the dribbler to stop. We call that a tag, and I thought uh, uh, that our tags were really good, and, and we really stopped penetration early on, and they struggled to score. Uh, not as much as we did, but they struggled to score in that first half. Uh, but they, they hit a few threes again after rebounding. Uh, that That's important. And then you saw, if you hear, heard Archie afterwards, there's something in the game of basketball called a kill, and that's if you get three uh, straight stops. Uh, and after the first possession of the second half, he said, that's one, get two more. And obviously then uh, Trace Jackson Davis gets shot faked at the three-point line and get shot faked again at the basket and the guy gets a dunk and there goes the three stops in a row didn't get started off at the at the at the right notes there in the second half but those are some things that coaches try to do to get back in a game you know when you're struggling is just focus on three possessions can you get three stops and can you get a couple of scores and get that ball on under nine or ten that that's what coaches do obviously it didn't work out he might need to do something different but um those are some things I thought you you, you might have missed uh on the game or you know that I can give to you as a as a side note in this sad sad day let's Chad let's go into numbers um uh numbers that stood out uh, to you uh today uh in this ball game well obviously it's it's the shooting is is, is the biggest biggest atrocious numbers that, that we look at and everything in there I mean we did at least get to the free throw line uh, a good amount. I mean, at, at one point, I even too thought uh, and said in my notes that I, I thought Texas may, may run out of players. They were fouling so much, and they, they, that's product of their aggressiveness and and what 
caused Indiana to be so horrible on offense was just that that constant pressure and everything from it. But obviously, they had 28 fouls throughout it, and then uh, IU getting 29 chances uh, from the line, converting 20. Again, decent uh, makes there. But not the uh, Chad grading scale that we found out <laughs> yesterday. Hey, hey, I was running a little on, on the highs uh, uh, there yesterday. <laughs> um, but rebounds, I mean, we got nailed on the re, uh, on the rebounds, 45 to, to 29. I mean, that's that's another product that can help you if your offense is not firing, if you're not making those shots. At least clean up those boards. At least get your second-chance points. And, and uh, we only got three points, second-chance points. Uh, yesterday, I believe, we had 17. So right there kind of shows you if you're going to shoot it horribly, uh, at least go up there and get it and and have a chance to make another basket. But uh, it, the the shooting stuff still just just it just amazes me for college players. I mean, this looks like a, a high school program or something, you know, where you just got guys in. You got to pick twelve guys to make your squad. Whether that they're you recruited these guys, you know, um, <laughs> got to knock down shots and and it, it's just becoming a you know. It, it, you look at it and you think is it, it's those games where is, is the basket hexed? Did someone, what did someone do? What did yeah. it, it had to be one of the hysterics. What did one of the hysterics do that put the bad mojo on the rim, but it, here's it, where things just aren't going in. Um, here's some numbers that I just found that are really uh, kind of shocking. And when I go back and read the, the chat mob, I'll, I'll be interested to see what you guys say in that too. And I, I'm sorry, I don't pay a whole lot of attention with, with directing the show to, to the chat mob because I, I got a lot of things I got to push in that. But I really enjoy going back and reading the comments and the thoughts uh, afterwards. I save the, save the chat. Our starting three guards had no turnovers. Hmm. Starting three guards had four assists and no turnovers, and we had six tur- assists total. Now, here's something where you would say, wow, that's pretty good. And I'm going to say, no, that's not. Because they weren't aggressive enough against the pressure enforcing the action. They they got pushed back by the athleticism and length of the Texas Longhorns, and they settled on safety. Especially, we talked that about uh, Rob a little bit. Um, but to have no turnovers from your starting guards and only score 44 points, this might just be one of those statistical crazy nights where – Man, it, it just doesn't make sense that, that this game occurred the way it did. But on the other hand, when you look at the turnovers, the numbers, five turnovers from your post player and another three from your second, your four man, eight of the 14 turnovers came from the post play. And so, you know, I'll tell you this, no matter how many games are left, if Indiana shoots six of 17 from the post and has eight turnovers from the post, we're not going to win because mm-hmm. you know our guards are good, but they're not the super. They're not super great guards. Uh, but with our post play, as Race Thompson has dominated yesterday, Trace Jackson Davis is an All Big Ten player. To have that kind of performance from the post is just not good. And then, so so what's the answer? Uh, you know, you got to look at a coach. Do you need to call different plays? Uh, you know those types of things. But that statistical thing right there. When I saw six assists to 14 turnovers, I was like, that's a horrible, horrible stat line. And then when I looked, um, you know, Lander had one turnover. So, I mean, if you count Galloway as a guard, you know, but you have three turnovers from your five guards against a a team that's athletic and and plays pretty good defense, that's not bad. But it just goes to show you that um, – the inside play and Trace Jackson, this team's going to play as Trace Jackson Davis goes 
Now, he may well, have some low numbers um, because of double teams or whatever, and the other players will step up like yesterday, but but he's got to play better. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with those with those turnovers, like you said, but my that doesn't fully pass my eye test because, again, I, I just feel like that's a product of them not being aggressive. Right, enough. exactly. That that's um, not them trying to get in there, and and I, it's weird to say. I almost want each of them to at least have one turnover. That means they were aggressive and trying to get to the basket all all game. But it it was my one beef with the game yesterday too. Uh, when I was searching for for some negatives to say, was that when the when the offense looked the most stagnant yesterday, it's when we dribbled way too much, and and that's what you saw in today's game. So much dribbling on the top of the key, just doing little circles little weaves um, on the out on the outside and and not trying to probe in uh, not trying to kick it out um, just getting lost in this game of dribbling and passing it around amongst each other and maybe not taking enough risks uh, on offense uh, in that regard for our guard you know play. that's um, that, that that's that's well said because the word probe and I'm gonna add the word downhill are going to be keys to this Indiana team going forward one of the concerns I had for this team, uh, it actually wasn't shooting, but we'll add that back in, was who is our downhill guy? We have post play. Now we've recruited guards. Who is our downhill guy? Uh, and the most likely for it right now is Galloway, but you can't rely on him as a freshman uh, to be that downhill guy, that guy to, to make things happen when people are up in your face. Um, that's how you mm-hmm. beat pressure defenses. You go back door, you have back door passes, you have post play, and you have drives for two or drives for kicks. Uh, and threes, and we really didn't attack vertically um, that defense today. And it shows, again, you know, Magic Johnson turned the ball over a lot in the NBA, but he also held the record for most assists for a while um, because he was aggressive. And and that's where stats are funny sometimes because you want lower turnovers, but you also want aggressive play, especially when you're getting smacked in the mouth. Uh, And and our guards have to be – selectively aggressive because I thought at times they went in off balance at the rim and maybe that's why they they missed some shots um but but that's a stat there I'll point out a positive stat again trying to be a, a, a help some of you who want some positive spin there uh Armand Franklin continues to do Armand Franklin things I, I don't know if he's going to ever be a guy to get 20 on a regular basis or or be the 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 sole reason why Indiana wins but he got seven rebounds Again, uh, six defensive rebounds, scored six points, uh, missed some shots that that I think he he will be okay making. He, he didn't shoot the ball well, but uh, played to you know thirty one minutes, and I think you see why our Archie trusts him. But um, the the guard rebounding, uh, Galloway also had five. So I guess those were some stats. Are there any stats that we can uh, that I missed that might be helpful to our chat mob who's early day drinking? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's it's maybe a, a depressing stat, but Mike's, Max Max uh, Bielfeld tweeted. Uh, Remember when IU could shoot and listed uh, Yogi Ferrell, Blackman, Troy, Thomas, Mac himself, Robert Johnson, Nick, and all those guys all up in the forties in their old stat line uh, averages and everything. So uh, a little depressing to look back when IU could shoot, but um, again, I. I uh, it, it, it's tough to say because I don't I I don't think there were a lot of bad shots that were taken. It just felt like they rolled weird off the rim. They just missed barely. None of the misses were really horrible misses, clanking off or anything like that. They just felt like they rolled weird. Just the bunnies. It's the bunnies that get me. It's it's those layups. 
missing those. Um, and, and, you know, you know, that, that part is not a coaching thing. Coach, coach is not denying them doing layup lines or, or anything like that. Um, so that just comes with the aggressiveness, I guess. Um, yep. that, that's where you fall that. The, the stats have nowhere to go, but up, uh, after this yeah. performance, everyone. So tomorrow's uh, stat segment might be uh, a little bit better, but, uh, coming up on, uh, the assembly call, we'll hand out our game balls, uh, kind of, and hit any other lingering storylines. We'll look ahead to tomorrow's, uh, opponent, and then it'll be time for last call. That's all next here on the assembly call. Stick with us. Sticky notes, email alerts, a string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. The Mega Millions jackpot is over $250 million. Whew. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player five. Sticky notes, email alerts, a string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. The Mega Millions jackpot is over $250 million. Whew. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player five. This is Tim Priller, and I never miss an episode of the Assembly Call. Thanks, Tim. We could have used you today in your shooting prowess. Uh, but you're listening to the Assembly Call IU Post Game Show. Catch us live immediately following every IU basketball game, plus every Thursday night at our website, assemblycall.com. And while you're there, make sure to sign up for the free IU Hoops email newsletter, where over a thousand of your fellow IU fans have already subscribed. You can also text IU to 66866 to subscribe to that newsletter. That's IU to 66866. I'm the coach, Brian Tonsoni, and I'm with uh, Chat Mob Chab, and we're trying to break down uh, Indiana's uh, real disappointing loss uh, to the Texas Longhorns. And and now it's time for the game balls, and and I'm not uh, I'm not sure, Chad, where where we go with this one today. Uh, so uh, I kind of have an idea for me um but i'm gonna let you go first and this one probably gonna come down to the chat mob if we even give one out uh i mean it's 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 so tough to always have to give one out during this um i'm gonna give one out in this way just because it's something we haven't approached yet or talked about and hopefully it gives good uh good feelings good emotion good karma towards him and and maybe he gets better but i'm gonna give it to our senior uh al durham uh that ankle roll did not look good uh, he was planning and trying to launch it off a rolled an- rolled left ankle, left or right. Can't remember which leg, but um, it it did not look good. And I'm I'm hoping he's okay. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully, it's just a little strain. Nothing got majorly pulled or torn or anything like that. But he had his moments again during this game where he tried to fight back. He had he had moments where he tried to get get it in there for IU and and do some good things for us. It just didn't happen. But uh, yeah, I, I'm going to give it to him. Well, I, I, I'm also going to give it to Al Durham. Uh, that was who I uh, w- was thinking about probably with 10 minutes to go in the in the second half before he uh, rolled his ankle and, and uh, probably will be doubtful tomorrow, uh, even on the safe side. Uh, we want him for the, the remainder of the year. But from a coaching standpoint, what you want in your senior leadership is attitude and effort. And I think that never wavered from him. And uh, he had eight points, four or five from the free throw line, a couple of rebounds. He didn't have a great stat line, 
but it sure looked like he was trying to make things happen. And at some point, maybe trying a little too hard to make things happen. And, and you know, when, when things get rough, you, you look to your senior leadership and I don't think that, that he failed in, in his effort. And so, you know, in a game like this where it's really tough to even give one out, I'm going to give one to, to him for, for staying with it. And I'm also going to use that to, to encourage the Indiana fans that, you know, after the first couple of nights, we said this is a team that we can really enjoy. I really enjoy this team. I didn't enjoy this performance. This performance was bad. The shooting was bad. The coaching was bad. Uh, it's unexcusable to, to play like this if you really want to reach the goals of the Indiana basketball program, and I'm not going to get away from that. But there's not a player on this team that I don't want to, to play well. Um, you know, I, I really appreciate Trace Jackson Davis. Had a bad game. I really like Rob Fennessy, and I enjoy watching him play. Had a bad game. You know, um, you know Galloway, we're, I love his energy and enthusiasm. He got driven quite a bit tonight on, on defense. So I'll point out when they play bad, and almost everyone on the roster played bad, but everyone on the roster has my respect, and when they wear Indiana, I'm going to cheer for them tomorrow and have the Indiana gear on. And, and I encourage you to do that. I think this is a team we can enjoy even, and I know it's a stretch, people, uh, it's a stretch to enjoy them today when you only score 44 points. Um, but again, I think some of the issues that we've had in the last uh, probably long time, two decades, I, I think they're starting to get different types of players in here. Uh, we need different shooters. I I I'm sorry to try to sugarcoat it, and I'm not sorry because it's next man up right? And, and you want kids and you want a coaching staff to say, yeah, we got beat. It was embarrassing. It was bad, but now we're going to fix it and go forward. You don't want players and a, and a, a coaching staff to quit uh, because they had a, a really disappointing day. And I think Al Durham represents that. I like the way he held, handles himself in interviews. He, he's happy. He's enjoying his coll uh, collegiate career. And tonight in a really ugly game, I thought he was the, the lone uh, bright star for your Indiana Hoosiers. So if you agree, let me know in the chat mob. If you think I'm full of full of crap, let me know in the chat, Mob. You won't hurt me. It's just like most of the fans that I've heard for my 25 years. Um, so uh, that uh, that's a tie now. Trace has one, Race has one, and uh, El Durham has one in in three games. Um, so Chad, uh, how do you, how do we overcome this? Uh, in your opinion, as as you're looking forward uh, to tomorrow's game, and we don't know who that is, either Stanford or or North Carolina. What kind of things are you looking for tomorrow? Um, that'll either ease your mind or 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 make you a little feel a little bit better about your Indiana Hoosiers. Yeah, well, it, it'll be Davidson or Providence on the seven o'clock game. Is who, who's who is who we would possibly have tomorrow. But no, no, um, no, no we play um, it's Stanford or North Carolina. We've moved oh, is to it? the winners bracket once once yesterday's games were. Uh, okay, we moved to the okay. Yes, yeah, that's so, right. That's right. I forget the crazy so the yeah. crazy lineup, the crazy way they do this one. Yep. Um. But yeah, I, I, I think I choose to have long-term memory loss. That's, that's what I do with this. I, I, I choose to focus on this season, on this team. This is a different team. Uh, while there is a lot of pieces that are the same from it, um, I just feel new energy out of this team. I feel a new culture out of this team. I feel more confident in this team to bounce back in, in, in the pieces that are there to help that happen. Um, I'm not ready to dive too much in the depression uh, deep end on, on one game uh, in this season, this early. Um, it, it's something that I just choose to uh, look past. Uh, like you said, uh, let's correct it. Let's learn. Let's see where we made mistakes and um, let's, let's move on. 
let's move on. Let's not do that again. Um, and, and, and see what we can do when we, we come out next, next game. So it's going to be a good team that we play again next to, uh, North Carolina or Stanford. So, um, it's not going to be an easy one. Um, so we can't, can't, uh, lay back and lick our wounds. We've got to, uh, throw some bandages on them and, and get back into the, into the war. Uh, because uh, it, it doesn't get easier right now. And, and with the abbreviated season that we have, it's not going to be easy this year at all. Um, there's no cupcake to this season. To this season. It's, it's, uh, the cupcakes are done. Um, we get into this, and then we get into a tough draw of uh, a, a few non-conferences and then a very tough draw of a Big Ten schedule that we have. So just buckle up, guys. Let's be supportive. Let's try to stay positive and uh, push on as Hoosier Nation. Yeah, I'm I'm looking for better execution. I, I I'm going to try to. I don't know if I'm going to go back and watch it to be honest with you, but um, I'm trying to get in my mind what, if this team quit. And and my first thought is I don't think it quit. I just think it was bad. Um, and, and I thought you know there have been teams in the last couple of years where they I thought they quit or or some people quit, and that's why I brought up the race. Uh, you know, down 15 or 16, taking a charge at the 9:53, and and some of those things. Um. Uh, so, so that leads me to again believe that uh, maybe we'll be quicker to overcome some of these uh, bad performances. So, you know, I'd really worry if the first two games were real close contests with a lot of issues, and then we got blown out. But I thought we played relatively well in the first two, and that Providence team is the third, you know, supposed to be the third best team in the Big East, which is a good conference, and will get five or six teams into the tournament, and we executed at a high level. And the other thing that gives me uh, some encouragement is that uh, this defensive effort was good enough to win tonight. Now, it wasn't perfect, uh, and there was some, the rebounding needs to be better, and the loose ball, 50-50, Correll needs to be better. And, and as a coach, there's never a perfect game. So some people need to guard the ball better, uh, those types of things. But, you know, if you hold a team to a nine under one point per possession – a team that's uh, talented, you have an opportunity to win. And if you hold a team in the 60s, you should be on the winning side. I, I, I know other programs like to keep the score right around 60, but really with the talent in the, in the college game this year, if you're holding teams in the 60s, you should win. So this is an offensive issue, and it's up to Coach Miller to figure it out. Uh, and he's got to punch the right buttons, whether it's substitution pattern lineups, whether it's shooting drills in, in, in practice or, or whatever. But the lack of shooting is going to be an issue for all of us for, for a long, long time. But I, I don't know that we'll shoot better tomorrow, but I think we'll execute better offensively tomorrow, regardless of who we play. Some of that is third game in three days, and there's not a lot of scouting that goes on. So you're able to run your stuff a little bit better uh, in, in game three. Now you have less legs, which is not good for shooting on a regular basis. Sometimes good shooting teams suffer in the third game in three days. Um, I don't know that we can get, get any worse. Maybe we slow down and, and get our shot prep uh, a little bit better and quit forcing stuff, and maybe that's the issue. But I'll, I'll leave that to Archie. Oh, one more thing I want to ask you, too, is I don't think it would have helped at all today, to be honest with you, but um, having the availability of Joey Brunk, uh, might have been able to to pull TJD at some point and say, hey, here's what's going on, rest. Uh, we didn't have to roll with them. Sometimes you teach a lesson by bringing someone out, sitting them next to an assistant coach, getting his mind right and getting them back in. And the other thought that I had about Joey Brunk is he's got those up and down, those those moves that don't look smooth, but sometimes against your long athletic dudes, you get them hopping up in the air, he, he wouldn't try to go over people. He's going to try to go around and in, and maybe we could have found some inside offense, which would have um, – 
uh, maybe early in the first half or midway through the first half that could have opened up some things. So I thought this was a game where we uh, we missed Joey Brunk a little bit today. Yeah, I think I think we could have used him. Um, and and I'm I'm still holding out. Obviously, we haven't seen him yet this year. That he may have gained a little bit of speed and athleticism in the in the off in the off season this year. But um, beyond what he could have contributed in in that standpoint, I think I missed his fire because he's always been someone that's when he's out there, he's got that similar of what we like with uh, uh, with uh, Trey Galloway, where he's out there competing. He may not have the skill level, but he's going to fight. He's going to claw. And um, I kind of, I want to go back again too, uh, and maybe it's torture as well to watch this game again, but I wanted to see who was that player trying to fire up the guys. Cause I don't know if I really saw that, that guy that was like, come on guys, let's, let's stay in this. Let's get, let's get going. We can do this. We got this. Our defense is strong. We just need to get the basket in kind of thing like that. Um, someone even, I think I saw a, tw- a Twitter comment that said, uh, asked, is anyone else noticing that uh, Trey Galloway is the one speaking in all the huddles? I noticed that uh, as well. So, yeah. So I, I, it's, it's interesting to see again. And, and that's been a beef of mine majorly uh, with this team in the past couple of years is there hasn't been that emotional uh, guy that's going to like WAP failure. We see, we see WAP on, on, yeah. on the football team. He's out there punching guys during the timeouts. He's out you there getting guys nice. going. Sometimes yeah. as an athlete, you can be too nice. When you cross over that black line, that's on the uh, sideline, you need to be uh, a, a little bit of a butthole. So I, I'm waiting to see that guy, the Dane Fife, the guy, yep. the guy that's going to piss you off because he's he's riding exactly. you. But at, at, and when the game is over, you're going, "Wow, thanks, man. You you kept me locked in. Uh, I love you," kind of thing. That's a great uh, point uh, about this team is that uh, you know when you have good buy-in, you have good team chemistry. That's fine. But the third mix is you need some butt kickers. Uh, you need some people to knock you down and stand over you and talk some some trash a little bit and. Uh, you know, I'm not a big pop the collar guy. Everyone knows that, but you do need you do do need some uh, energy givers out, out there. And it's not like they were dogging it or not wanting to win or not caring. In my in my um, perception of the team, it's just sometimes you just need that little extra explosiveness. And I do agree yeah. with you. That's Joey Brunk, Pete Carrillo, who used to coach at Princeton. And, and think of all the people who go to Princeton and play basketball at Princeton. He said we suffer from sometimes not having someone south of the tracks. Um, mm-hmm. we have to overcome that and that's a coachable thing. You got to coach that and you got to demand that and you got to bring that out a little bit. And then you got to make sure you just don't go too much and lose your focus trying to be, um, too, too emotional. But I, I noticed the Trey Galloway talking, uh, when they, the players came out of a huddle, uh, he gathered and put the arms around everyone. I think that speaks volumes, uh, for, for, for Trey Galloway. So tomorrow, what this means, this loss today, this means that uh, Indiana will play the uh, Stanford, North Carolina loser tomorrow at one thirty. Uh, I will be with you again uh, tomorrow as I am required to be at home for a few, few days. Um, right now it is a tie ball game. North Carolina and Stanford are tied at 16 uh, with eight minutes to go in, in the first half as, as we are recording this and, and we will see one of those programs again. And remember too that when you play these, you want to go two and one. One and two is not the end. Um, you got a lot of games, and Indiana's schedule is probably one of the toughest schedules in the entire country, um, with only uh, two bye games in twenty-seven games. And the schedule in the Big Ten is heavy loaded. So there are going to be some times when we don't play well, and there's going to be times when we get beat. But when it comes bracketology time, maybe that'll speak volumes 
uh, for us. So you're listening to the Assembly Call Post Game Show. Remember, check out our friends at Home Field Apparel to get their perfect gift. To get the perfect gift for the college sports fan in your life, use the promo code ASSEMBLY20 at checkout to get 20% off your entire order. Okay, it's uh, time for a last call. Chad, your your last thoughts as uh, we sum up again a 66-44 to 44, uh, loss uh, to the Texas Longhorns. Again, it's I I have faith in this team to turn it around. I have faith in this basketball team to to do do what they need to do. Um, let's let's get it out right now, Hoosier Nation. Let's get it out of our system. Let's let's gripe about it. Let's complain about it. Let let Twitter go ablaze tonight. But then let's put it aside and uh, put our cream and crimson crimson back on tomorrow. Don't burn it yet. Let's be there. Let's support them tomorrow. Let's be ready for a good game and let's cheer that we see the better side. And uh, we should be able to see at least some sort of uh, better play, um, whether who that comes from, who wants to step up. That's what we are going to be able to see um, after a bad performance. You learn a lot about your team and you can learn a lot about uh, a few individuals of who wants to be ready. That next man up, the coach likes to say, who's ready to to accept that responsibility, shoulder that, and and make some shots and uh, carry this offense. So we'll see. Hopefully, the coaching staff as well does some learning from this because um, I, I put it I put it both uh, heavily on the players and on the coaching staff. Players for missing easy shots, and the coaching staff for not mixing things up and trying some stuff, not uh, not getting creative with things. So again. Move on. Let's get it out. Yell, scream, do what you need to. Go out, uh, go outside, punch a pillow, uh, whatever you need to do. Get it out tonight and uh, be ready to be positive and cheer on your Hoosiers tomorrow. Well, well said. A, a performance like this is disappointing. Uh, it's unacceptable. Uh, the execution was just poor. Um, to, to, to be nice about it, it was just poor uh, all the way on the offensive end. I will again. Uh, say let's get that out just like you did uh but we do have defense and from a coaching standpoint if your defense is always there you have a chance to win and today we really didn't have a chance to win because our offense was so bad but if you just had a below average offensive day you might have been able to to sneak one out late uh because your defense is solid so uh at, at least we're, we're not a bad defensive team and getting beat 120 to something that's that's the positive that I'm trying to find and the good thing about having a game tomorrow is we have a game tomorrow and, and uh, we'll have something to talk about and hopefully it's a a victorious assembly call post-game show. But I will also encourage everyone to remember the times that we're in, they're tough for everyone. Um, you know, our good friend Bill Murphy uh, lost his wife to COVID, uh, and we dedicated the show last night. There's a lot of things that are going on, a lot of people who, who need uh, work and have lost work. Uh, those are the things that uh, to really matter. Uh, and while we uh, will always hold the Indiana Hoosiers accountable, uh, keep that in mind and the fact that it's much better to wear the candy stripes than to wear anything else, even on a day as uh, disappointing as this. So that'll do it uh, for this edition of um, the Assembly Call uh, postgame show. If you want to see us do the show live and be part of the live chat, make sure that you subscribe to your YouTube channel, to our YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash assemblycall.com. And don't forget to go to assemblycall.com or text IU to 66866 to join our free email newsletter. Special thanks to longtime listener Bob Thompson, who produced much of the music you hear on the show, and thank you for listening. We'll be back to talk IU Hoops again with you tomorrow after a win. Not going to guarantee it, though. Until then, keep your elbows in and your eyes on the rim, and go Hoosiers.
Take it from me, Yogi Farrell. Keep your elbows in and your eyes on the rim. And go Hoosiers. Thank everybody for coming out. All right, I got to get out of here, folks. Thank you. For the most part, I'm going to go to bed tonight just pissed. Uh, that might be the drop of the day. Wow, that was bad. That was a tough show. It's a tough uh. show, Chad. It's a tough show, but but I'm also I'm also going to say this. You know, like Michael Penix tears his ACL. I feel horrible for that kid. You know, I'm just mm-hmm. a fat coach sitting in the basement, you know, <laughs> drinking some Diet Coke, watching IU, being pissed that IU lost, right? Uh, the sun will come up tomorrow or the snow will come out, whatever. Um and I, and I get mad. I get mad. I was yelling at the TV down here, and, and it's right to be mad. Um, you know, but um, Indiana's on tomorrow. I'll be in my Indiana gear rooting like heck, and I, and I think this team will be okay. Uh, I don't think this team was ever destined to be a top one or two seed, but I, I still think the, the five through six, seven seed is still uh, a possibility, and I don't think today's uh, effort, uh, if, you're gonna, if we're going to overreact to this, we could also overreact to the, to the Providence game, I think. Probably the performance is somewhere maybe uh, averaged out in the middle. Uh, so I uh, appreciate everyone in the chat mob for joining in on, on this. I would have tuned this thing off and not wanting to relive any of it. Uh, so we appreciate um, all you guys that are that show up. It means a lot to us. I mean that, uh, all of you in there, because this, this show was tough. This game was tough. Well, but, hey, um, Texas, you know, Texas is going to stay ranked this year. So yeah, they're, 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 they're a good team. We can't, we can't good. over, over, over uh, – uh, count d- discount that factor. So, hey Tyler, you're all right whining, man. This was a whinable game. You don't have to apologize about whining. This was ugly, Tyler. I like Tyler Asher. He- he's a good dude. Mm-hmm. To tailgate with him sometime. <laughs> I um, am cranky. <laughs> are you going to be able to join me tomorrow? Probably. It, 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 if it lines up the same like it did today, um, my my three year old is asleep in the room right right there and she <laughs> luckily sleeps heavy during her nap so i, I just got to time those naps the right way and then it's uh just as long as my wife can handle getting my other one to uh her dance practices and stuff so all right um, yeah Very. Caught, caught me in a good window where i i'm i'm not working right now so uh, i appreciate uh, you joining on it was a is a real stressor and i mean my practice got canceled monday just because um they were going to go early and then we had all the the other covid stuff pop and so i happen to you know the one the one o'clock shows when everyone's working they're kind of hard to you know yeah. schedule but uh, i appreciate hey, you being on it's no good problem conversation those, those that are still around too hey i i've kind of started it's it's nothing i promote majorly but i do a who's your morning after show in the mornings after the games where i kind of uh especially games like this allow you to kind of let the dust settle let your initial emotions settle and maybe focus a little bit better on what happens in the game. So I do that at seven 15 in the mornings, grab your coffee, listen in. Uh, you can see it on YouTube, find it on YouTube, follow me on Twitter and you'll, you'll see it and everything like that. Uh, nothing I promote crazily. Cause again, I'm just a nut. I like to talk about IU, IU athletics. So uh, why not uh, do it as much as I can. So tune in tomorrow. If you want to rehash even more of this yeah. incredible performance a little, tonight, huh? a, li- a little, a little tough to do uh, two shows that, <laughs> on uh, tough games like this back to back to back. So hopefully it's a, hopefully it's a, a good sandwich where you just got the, the turd in the middle and the, and the yeah. good bread on each side. Well, I, I don't think we can play any worse execution wise offensively. I mean, we missed a lot of shots at the rim. Obviously I think we can continue to miss three pointers. Um, until that's proven to be more consistent, I don't. I'm not going to believe that till I see it. But the shots at the rim and 
And again, you go back and teach guys when they're up in your face, you got to go buy them. And when you go mm-hmm. by him, you got to find an open man. And when you get inside against length, you got to go up and around and through and shot fake and, um, you know. Well, and that's that's where their length came into play. And I think that's what led to the injury as well with Al is that he was getting in there and and, and discounted their their length and their athleticism to get to recover back. And he was found himself suddenly swarmed with guys. Um, you know, and a plus, uh, you never want to see someone someone hurt. But now maybe that forces a Lander and, and Galloway to get some more minutes tomorrow against a quality opponent and learn some lessons because the real schedule starts when the Big Ten you know, uh, the win against Providence is not going away from a bracketology standpoint. That's a power yeah. five win, um, you know. And so, you know, Purdue's beating Oakland and Purdue's beating Liberty, although uh, Liberty's a, a pretty good win, but it's not beating Providence. So when you, when you get down to selection Sunday, a win over Providence sticks and a loss to a ranked Texas is not going to be – that. that's not a negative. And there's, there's not a really – maybe a Northwestern loss or a, a Nebraska loss that's really going to hurt the resume. So yeah. uh, sometimes you learn from really crappy situations, and today was about the crappiest. But, well, here's, um, here's maybe something we should have brought up on the show, but um, with his injury, who do you think steps in? Who gets the nod? Trey. To start. I think Trey Galloway. Trey. From, what, from the substitution patterns that come in, uh, I think it depends, too, like who, who you're playing. And I have scouted these two. The, the only worry there is guarding. You know, yeah. Al, Al is six four, six five, and can guard the three. I think you're going to need a, um, you know, Galloway to, to play for, that. I always forget about Al's size. He, yeah. he never he never seems as big as he is to me. So you know, I think that the size of North Carolina and 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 that might force a, a little bit bigger, bigger lineup. Hmm. Uh, Tyler asked a question. Um, do you look at margin of victory much? Not really. Uh, you kind of do. And this year, Tyler, is going to be interesting and um, with the bracketology because normally that's the, the margin of victory and that those stats are figured in this net ranking and then that's set out and then you have the quads and all of that kind of thing. So that would show up in the net, which would lower IU's uh, ranking. But this year they're talking about with so many teams playing only conference and uh, some teams playing 27 and some playing 20, they don't think the net's going to be real as accurate as they have designed it to be. So there's a lot of talk in the bracketology world that it's going to be more of an eye test, more of a record, more of a standing, more of a who did you play, who did you beat than any of that uh, statistical analysis that they spent so much time on the on the net. I'm a big fan of the net. I think it's pretty good with some outliers. I think there's a couple outliers last year that that weren't really good with the net ranking. I think the net's better than the RPI. Um, but right now, I and this is just a guess. You get wins. Um, you know, I, I think in the Big Ten being known as a big conference, they're going to get eight at least, if not nine. And so if you get, uh, you know, if you get some wins, I don't think a twenty-two point loss to to Texas. And I also think Tyler something that. Uh, Again, I'm not on the NCAA committee, but a loss in the second and third game of a uh, one of these MTEs, I don't think is as devastating as if you lost by 22 after you had four or five days to prepare or were in the regular season. Because you know, I think you see more wide margins uh, sometimes in in these games. You can. I know the the North Carolina game is is close, 25-25, but you can see someone get popped pretty easily uh, in game three of the consolation bracket or whatever and uh, I look more at the wins of these MTEs so if we beat 
Stanford or we beat North Carolina tomorrow, we have two solid wins coming out of this tourney for uh, seeding purposes. I think that's not as good as having three, but it, it'll be all right. Well, and I, I, Ken Palm's been updated too. Uh, Indiana dropped to 26, uh, from yep. 14 to 26. Now, I don't know what Texas was before. I didn't look at it, but Texas is all the way up at five. And that's because they're offensive efficiency. But and, the, and when you look at Ken Palm, if you're in the top 30, you're usually in the tournament, unless your mm-hmm. record is really bad. If you're in the top 40, you're really under heavy consideration. So even after that horrible offensive performance, which dropped us from 14 to 26 overall, um, no, Tyler, that's great. And, and anyone in the chat – Mob, if you have any questions like that that you want to answer, I got five or ten minutes. Um, heck, yeah. I'm quarantined, so uh, I don't have to go. But um, no, I, I think this but loss this loss does is a lost opportunity to gain a, a, a good win. And I don't think uh, I think it's a little negative because of the score and the perception that people have is like you, you can't stay within 22 of Texas. Um, so the score doesn't help. But I don't I don't know that it's going to be devastating once 27 games are or decided yeah stanford's 26 and north carolina is 14 so yeah just to put a framing of that so all right appreciate everyone appreciate you chad um that'll do it Um, sticky notes email alerts a string around your finger they're just not big enough so here's a big reminder from the california lottery the mega millions jackpot is over 250 million Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player five. Sticky notes, email alerts, a string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. The Mega Millions jackpot is over 250 million. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player five. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.